Meditation is focused attention. Mindfulness is careful focused attention to what is ever coming up in the present moment. That what really mindfulness meditation is, is experiencing what is. Most of the time, our minds are caught up in the drama of the past and the future, leaving not much time to experience what's happening right now. And if you come to think of it, you are limiting if you're caught up in the drama of the past and the future to what is really all around you and within you. So mindfulness meditation ultimately is about seeing, about hearing, smelling, tasting and touching, as well as becoming aware of your thoughts and your emotions and your body sensations at this present moment. Then the moment starts to bloom and you have a multi-sensorial experience. That's what really mindfulness is about. It is not rocket science and it's quite easy to understand but I can guarantee you that it's very difficult to do. Easy to understand but difficult to do because we have what they call the wandering mind or some practitioners call it the monkey mind because whenever we focus on whatever, whether it's the sensations of the breath or the sounds of birds or just becoming aware of our thoughts and how we feel right now, our mind starts to wander off the focus of our attention. And that, surprisingly, is perfectly normal because recently they have found a network that involves a mind wandering. We often, about 50% of the time, we are in that network. It's found in the posterior cingulate cortex for you people who want to know exactly where it is, plus a few other areas, of course. So mindfulness is about focusing on what is. Your mind will certainly wander in a few moments. And then critically, when you've noticed that your mind has wandered, to gently bring it back to what you're focusing on. Four phases. Focus, the mind wanders, you recognize that it's wandered, and gently return it back to the focus of attention over and over and over again. John Kabat-Zinn is indeed the grandfather of mindfulness meditation practice in the Western world. He was determined and achieved his goal of secularizing mindfulness meditation that is core to the Buddhist tradition and embed it into health systems. Over 40 years or so, he has shown beyond, beyond doubt that when mindfulness meditation is taught 
especially in his eight-week MBSR program, that is, the Mindfulness-Based Stress Reduction Program, participants have shown that they are much healthier afterwards, whether it's the immune system or the anxiety levels or skin diseases, and there's so much more now. There are journals, peer-reviewed journals, there are international congresses, and mindfulness, in a way, is all the rage. We can thank John Kabat-Zinn, who started off as a molecular biologist with a PhD in that area, and he slowly started in the local hospital to very skeptical peers and colleagues, but showed that in those eight weeks, which includes meditation and yoga, and just sitting, watching your breath, and doing other types of attention development techniques, that you can actually change your brain function and structure just as those who study neuroplasticity say and will confirm. So we salute John Kabat-Zinn. The first book I read was Full Catastrophe Living and then he wrote Wherever You Are There You Go and more recently Mindfulness for Beginners. There are many many interviews of John Kabat-Zinn and if you go to YouTube and just search for John Kabat-Zinn, you will find a variety of his insights and his practices. There is a wonderful, wonderful video that I've included in this lecture, where he's interviewed by none other than Oprah Winfrey. Enjoy. And we salute John Kabat-Zinn for bringing in a wonderful, wonderful technique that can reduce our stress levels and actually make us much, much healthier. Before mindfulness meditation became popular in the Western world, Dr. Herbert Benson, a cardiologist, a heart specialist in Boston, Massachusetts, introduced a very simple technique called the relaxation response. Basically this is really sitting down with your eyes closed and watching your breath cycle as you breathe in and you breathe out. As you breathe in and breathe out. And just observing how your chest or your abdomen move or the breath going in and out of your nostrils. And whenever thoughts come in, you just reframe and you just say thoughts or whatever, label them, and you come back to your breath. That was Herbert Benson. And he showed that, for example, you could bring down your blood pressure by some margin. A very simple technique the relaxation response. But the physiology, the biochemistry of this relaxation response intrigued me. As there are two arms, as there were, two limbs 
to the body's autonomic nervous system. One's called the sympathetic and the other one's called the parasympathetic. The sympathetic is that is involved in what we could call stress or threat. We activate that part of the nervous system and our heart races faster. We breathe deeper. Our muscles start to contract. Our juices to our stomach decrease. Our eyes, the pupils dilate. In order that we can deal with that threat. The critical hormones and neurotransmitters that are released are cortisol and adrenaline. And that's useful when there's a real threat. But most of our lives, because, for example, media and work pressures and traffic commutes is often on permanently with this rise of cortisol and adrenaline, the relaxation response through a simple mind technique of closing your eyes and just watching your breath switches off, as it were, the sympathetic arm and switches on the parasympathetic system into relaxation. There is a significant change in the signatures of the biochemistry pathways. If you practice this relaxation response for even a few breath cycles, ideally up to 5, 10, 15 or 20 minutes every day, what you do is on purpose, on purpose, you're switching from one nervous system to the other and you'll become more resilient and healthier. So as we saluted John Kabat-Zinn, we need to acknowledge the work of Herbert Benson in introducing a simple technique that you can drop in at any moment of the day. Stop. If you travel along the road, certainly you'll come across a stop sign that will be on a pole and usually painted on the tarmac. Stop means to stop. Yes, I agree that for some drivers around us, it's just a hint or suggestion. But stop is an enormously useful metaphor, analogy, to what we can do with our mind. Because at times, we can just stop. Stop is an acronym from the Mindfulness Meditation Movement that goes as follows. S means to stop, take a break. Wherever you are, whether you're driving your car or standing in the queue, speaking to somebody, difficult conversation, or just eating, you can stop in terms of your thoughts and T is to take a breath. Taking a breath is an in-breath and an out-breath. In-breath, space, out-breath, space, in-breath, space, out-breath, space. And what that does, it breaks your streams of thoughts and even reduces your emotional responses and perhaps even switches on your relaxation response 
that we described in the previous lecture by Herbert Benson. The O of stop means now to observe, to become mindful. We see this connecting with the work of John Kabat-Zinn on mindfulness is actually to observe what's going on right now. What thoughts you have, what emotions, what body sensations, what you see, what you hear. And sometimes you can see consequences of your current actions or perhaps your choices that you might make that might not be in your best interest. And once you observed, you can choose an action, a response, which might be just not to answer, might be just to concentrate and pay full attention to what the other one is saying, or not to put that sugar into your coffee, or to switch off your screens an hour before you go to sleep. And then the final P is to proceed with that decision. What we're doing here is when we stop, we're deliberately putting our minds and mindfulness into practice. We can become mindful of what we're feeling and thinking and acting and then insert, parachute, a different thought into it. And that will change the way you feel and the body sensations and your behavior. We come to the conclusion of the section on stress busters by reframing mindsets as we do in all the other sections. The first one is what outcomes do you want from bringing in a stress buster by learning about mindfulness or the relaxation response? What consequences are there to you bringing in active ways of reducing your stress. Because you might find that you have to get out of a toxic relationship at home or at the workplace or in the neighborhood and that might have significant consequences. You also must imagine what if, what if you were now cool and calm in most situations how would that affect your current relationships, the choices you need to make about your career or your health? How do you bring stop? Stop, take a breath, observe and proceed into your life. What are the systems that you are in that's causing you high levels of stress? Or low levels of stress? What are hot areas of your life and what are cool areas of your life? Can you reduce the quality and the quantity of the hot areas of your life which is our high stress environments? And also can you increase the quality and quantity of the cool, calmer areas of your life? Finally, what can you do today to solve problems, to move you from where you are to your desired outcomes? To recap, stress is always around us. There are all kinds of threats. 
And importantly, if you can get just the right challenges or stress levels, you can keep hitting peak performance in the flow, so to speak. Once again, this course in Building Resilience in the Digital Age is a work in progress, not only for myself, but for you as well. For we really emphasize lifestyle choices. And whatever age you're in, and in fact day by day, week by week, year by year, decade by decade, we are faced with different kinds of challenges and threats. It is well worth your while to develop new habits, to reduce stress, but also provide you with the energy and the correct information to possibly make the best decision.